Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome. Welcome, folks, to uh, the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. It's been a busy weekend. I was out uh, most of the weekend and uh, uh, traveling to uh, South Florida. And indeed, I bought another car. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I bought another car. And this one is in honor of Barack Hussein Obama himself. It is the 2012 Mercedes-Benz GL Class GL 550 4Matic. Loaded to the gills. Gets exactly 18 miles to the gallon. And about 23 or 24 on the highway. It's a gas guzzler. And it'll hold all my stuff. The stuff I like to travel with. So here's to you, Hussein. I have just bought a super V8 gas guzzling Mercedes-Benz GL550 formatic. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> so let's get this party started. It's been a while since I've been on the air, and I, I am remiss in my duties. Today's date is August. I'm sorry, October 2nd. 2012, beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I am. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Now, we have competing articles here. We have a uh, a guest in the house, uh, uh, Obama girl. Uh, now, I thought that the Obama girl gave up on Obama and is no longer the Obama girl. But apparently, we have someone who has taken Obama girl's place. And is now the new Obama girl. So we're going to go ahead with, and uh, she put a link up in the chat room. So we're going to go ahead and and read that from the, of course, the anti-bias, uh, uh, middle of the road, um, not at all left-leaning, um, Washington Post. And we all know that the Washington Post is fair and balanced, and that it is uh, is a newspaper that prides itself on being objective. So it starts off like this. Anti-Obama ad by American Crossroads. And this is a hard-hitting ad by right-leaning group American Crossroads, suggesting President Barack Obama shirking his duties by concentrating on campaigning, golf, and celebrity appearances. We're going to concentrate on the first allegation, the article reads, that Obama has skipped half his intelligence briefings since that raises interesting questions about presidential style and management. There is no dispute that Obama plays much more golf than, say, George W. Bush, who stopped playing seven months into the Iraq War. No, he actually stopped playing before the Iraq War. But hey, let's not parse words. But we also have noted that Bush took significantly more vacation days than Obama has taken. All right, well, here's the thing about this article. I mean, this, this premise here, that Bush took more vacation days than Obama has taken. When the President of the United States spends the majority of the last year, we're not going to go with the last year and a half, but the last year, simply campaigning, in my mind, that constitutes a vacation. When he's not in the Oval Office doing his job, and he's not meeting, he, he, he decides his schedule is too big, he's too busy, he's far too busy to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu, when you've got world leaders from all over the globe congregating, coming together in New York City, and Obama is just down the street, literally, taping a segment of The View with those hideous old hags, that to me constitutes a vacation. When he is able to meet in the Oval Office with a dude dressed up like a pirate. That constitutes vacation time to me. When he's able to fly off to Miami, fundraise, give a speech, and meet with some rapper, uh, uh, DJ, named the Pimp with the Limp, that constitutes vacation. He, he travels on Air Force One. He has... 
is waited on hand and foot. He has the best chow in the whole wide world. He doesn't pay for anything or want for anything. He's the president of the United States. Even if he skips out on 10% of his intelligence briefings, it's not a good thing. But let's go ahead. The facts. The facts according to the Washington Post. The notion that Obama has skipped his intelligence briefings was promoted by a right-leaning research group called the Government Accountability Institute, which published a report detailing that the president's daily calendar shows Obama receiving an in-person briefing on the presidential daily brief, PDB, 43.8% of his time in office. The percentage dropped from a high of 48% in 2010 and 38.2% through May 2012. My question is, with this, is shouldn't he be attending all of his intelligence briefings? Because the, to my mind, he's the president of the United States. We hired him to do a job. Now, let's just say I'm hired by a company, say the Washington Post, and I attend only 43.8% of the meetings held in my job. And let's say there are 100% meetings. Say there are 100 meetings per month, I mean per, per year, of which I am required to attend, or rather I should attend in order to be properly advised of what's going on. And I show up only 43.8% of the time. Wouldn't that be cause for some form of disciplinary action? And let's say in 2010, or May of uh, 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 48% in 2010 to 38.2% through May 2012. Let's say you or I did that. How much trouble do you think we'd be in with our bosses? How much trouble? So the facts, let's just say these are the facts. And what if they are? That still says to me that the President of the United States is not doing his job a full 38% of the time. <laughs> Come on. What else does he have to do? He's meeting with the pimp with the limp. He's golfing. He's hanging out on Martha's Vineyard. He's taping uh, shows with uh, with every everybody who'll have him. He's on. He's 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 overexposed on television throughout. Why not attend your intelligence briefings? Now, Mark Thiessen, a former Bush speechwriter who writes an opinion column for the Washington Post, then drew attention to what he called the startling new statistics and report. In the report, his column on the subject is cited as sources in the American Crossroads ad. All right. Obama reads the PDAs ahead of time and comes to the morning meeting with questions. Intelligence briefings and there, uh, there to answer questions, expand on the point of raising a new issue. Is that what he does? So, let's just get to the point here. This ad... Uh, this article that was posted in the in the chat room, which I do appreciate, by the way, is once again comparing Barack Hussein Obama with who else? President Bush. And what President Bush did. Now, I didn't notice that President Bush, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, that President Bush spent a majority of his the last year and a half in office campaigning and not doing his job. Even if the President of the United States attended 40 – let's see. Let's get back to it here. 43.8% that's less than 50% of the intelligence briefings. With the world going as way it is, the world is on fire. Let's just forget about all the other stuff in this article because it keeps comparing him with President Bush. President Bush has been out of office for four damn years. Get over it. But here's the thing. Dude has only attended 43.8% of his intelligence briefings. How could that possibly be a good thing? 
let's just say this number is correct. Let's just go as high as 48.8%. That's still less than 50% of his time. With the world going the way it is, you would think that dude would be in his office night and goddamn day. Let's be realistic. The guy is basically... Now, let me just take it from a guy who spent some time in the White House. Just, you know, just hanging out, visiting. Dude lives like a king. He's waited on hand and foot. Okay? It's not like he's really got a hard job. Yeah, it's stressful. Sure. But he's not like he's like like uh, 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 pouring concrete, you know, or hammering nails or or taking out the trash. Come on. He's the president of the United States. He doesn't really do anything. DGT is in the house. The DCS is here. Obama girl is in the house. Evil clown. Casanova Frankenstein. So check this out. Dude is doing his job 43.8% of the time. The Washington Post seems to be rather proud of that. So let's go on with the competing article. Barack Obama, the slacker-in-chief, by Delroy uh, Murdoch. He writes for the uh, Marietta Daily Journal. It goes on to read this. Concerning the fun parts of his job, Barack Obama resembles the Energizer Bunny. If there are no crowds to wow, entertainers to smooze, or donors to pitch, Obama is Johnny on the spot, if that's the case. Too bad Obama uh, sparks stopped flying when it comes time for serious heavy lifting of the presidency. And this has been a complaint all throughout Obama's presidency. He hates the, the job of governing. He doesn't like it one bit. He's even admitted as such. But apparently he loves to campaign. The article goes on to say that this phenomenon's most chilling example involves Obama's National Security-Related Presidential Daily Briefings, or the PDB. As Conservative Government Accountability Institute calculated, and Washington Post columnist Mark Beeson first reported in September 10th, on September 10th, Obama attended 43.8% of his daily briefings between January 23, uh, 2009 three days after his inauguration, and May 31st, 2012. Available nearly every day, the briefing allows the commander-in-chief to hear directly from top intelligence professionals about the latest threats to U.S. safety. Now, these experts are on hand to answer questions, hear suggestions, and otherwise help Obama foil American enemies. But Obama has only attended... 43.8% of these. And the Washington Post article, which was posted by Obama Girl in the chat room, seems to think, hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, that can't be a bad thing. Let's get down to brass taxes, shall we? Can we talk about it? Let's just sit down. Me, you, GGT, 183. DCS, Obama girl, an evil clown, and talk about it. What we have here, folks, is an affirmative action hire. The ultimate affirmative action hire. We got a black guy. We needed to put a black guy in office finally. Well, what do we got to choose from? Well, we got some dude who spent a couple of years in the state senate in Illinois, and then he spent a couple of years in uh, in the U.S. Senate. He speaks well. He wears a nice suit. He's articulate. We've had all these white guys in office for the last 200 or so years. I think it's time we put a black guy in there. And since this guy is reasonably intelligent and he speaks well, he'll fit the bill. So they hire the guy. Just on that alone. It's called affirmative action. White guilt coupled with the uh, do the right thing and the uh, 
you know, <laughs> just let's just put a black guy in there and see what happens. Hey, Bush wore people out. So it was time. So they put the black guy in office. He doesn't have any skills other than running his mouth, which is basically a uh, stereotype right there. Because, you know, black people love to talk shit. We're, we're shit talkers. You're listening to one right now. So he can talk some shit. You know, he can spin a yarn. Uh, he speaks reasonably well. So let's make him president. So now he's the president. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do his job. He's rapping. He's dancing. He's singing. He's playing basketball. He's partying like a rock star. He's hanging out with celebrities far and wide. While the country burns, while the world burns, Obama's partying. He's partying with J-Lo. He's partying with P. Diddy. He's hanging out with starlets and stars. He's having dinner, breakfast, and lunch. He's having a good old time. Why wouldn't he want to be president for another four years? Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? First, you're some lazy-ass nobody from the south side of Chicago... Now, all of a sudden, you're president of the United States, and everybody's kissing your ass. I think I might even got, get caught up in it myself if I were in that case. J-Lo, uh, 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 Jay-Z, the pimp with the limp, the pirate dude in the White House, golfing every day, eating all the best foods. Having my ass kissed from one from my from my every waking moment until the next day, but unfortunately, the economy's in shambles. The world is burning far and wide. American flags are being burned. Even Obama's likeness is being burnt in effigy. Death to America. Oh, but if you're Obama, it's all just noise. He tries to tune out the noise. You know, and oh, the death of the um, ambassador, that's just bumps in the road. No biggie. It's all good. While my man plays basketball and sings and dances, I can't wait for the man, to, for, for Obama to just jump out and do a jig. Or, or maybe start tap dancing. We've got pictures of, of him eating a piece of fried chicken. And he's danced with, uh, what's her name? The, the gay chick. I can't think of her name right now. So he's dancing. He's singing. He's even rapping. On the Jimmy Fallon show. How embarrassing is it? Let's just single out you black folks right now. How embarrassing is it that your president is partying like a rock star while the American economy the American economy sinks, while the Middle East burns, and Obama says that he doesn't have time to meet with world leaders. His his gang says that if he meets with one leader, he'll have to meet with ten. And quite frankly, he doesn't have time for that because he's too busy having brunch with Jay-Z. So he can't. Oh, and he's got that thing with the pimp with the limp in, in Miami. So he doesn't have time to meet with those world leaders. How embarrassing is it, black folks? How embarrassing is it, America, that we have a president who refuses to do his job? but wants four more years to do absolutely nothing to boot. Listen. Johnson Nunu, my man and yours, put it out there for you. He put it out there for you. President Obama is a lazy-ass, disengaged president. Now, Johnson Nunu can say stuff like that. 
Because frankly, John, well, John is known for being quite blunt. Anybody else would be racist. You'd be racist if you said that Barack Obama was lazy. I'm surprised right now that nobody's come out and said and said calling Barack Obama lazy is racist. When is it going to come out? It's, it's, it hasn't happened yet, has it? We'll take a listen to the clip. We'll check because <laughs> my man Rush Limbaugh's in here, Johnson Nunu's in here. Barack Obama is one lazy candy ass punk who's basically spending his time hanging out and not doing his job. And everybody's covering for him. Oh yeah, oh that that there is no doubt. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Good to be here, Greta. How are you? Very well. Governor, those are very tough words. Um, can you defend them? Because uh, that's very biting sure. words. Look, uh, one of the key responsibilities of a president is to keep up with the intelligence uh, data that's coming in and what's going on around the world. This president has skipped about 60% of his personal contact pres presidential daily briefings, the PDB. That document that he skims on his iPad is a summary. The key to this briefing is sitting down and interacting with the briefers that come over, the experts that come over to follow up in detail what's going on. This president thinks he's so smart, he doesn't have to go through that. He thinks he doesn't need to put the extra work in for going through that process. That's why I say he's lazy and detached. And unfortunately, Ambassador Stevens, Stevens suffered the consequences of us not providing adequate security there. Are you saying, though, okay, the, you say that he, he died as a result of us not putting adequate security there. I, I, you know, I agree with you on that. Are you saying that, he, that President Obama is in any way responsible for his death? Look, an administration as a whole is responsible for what happens on its watch, unless he wants to tell us that the buck doesn't stop there. This president has, in my opinion, failed to maintain respect for the United States in that part of the world. And respect is one of the great assets you have in trying to protect your diplomats around the world. Can you think of any reason why the administration kept pushing that YouTube video theory and was not straight with us from the, from the get-go. I mean, people are suspicious. It's 9-11. It's Americans getting killed. It's that part of the world. It's our property it's being, because it's a consulate. Uh, is, there any other, is there any explanation that you can give him as to why we weren't told that it was terrorism when they knew it? Well, you, you gave some choices of incompetence, lying, or cover-up. I think it's all three. I think it's incompetence. I think it is... Uh, uh, a fact that, that uh, they have policies there that don't work. I think it's lying. He goes to the U.N. and says video, 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 video after his own people before he went to the U.N. had begun to acknowledge that it was a terrorist attack. Uh, that, that to me is just disingenuous. And frankly, what is puzzling is what they could possibly have thought they would gain by going through this. I think that just reinforces the incompetent component. You know, it's, I, you know, I've been trying to think, you know, what, you know, what could possibly be the explanation? Because, I mean, it is bizarre that the American people weren't told. I mean, everybody was sort of suspicious, I mean, you know, because of when it happened, although, you know, the facts may bear out something different, but naturally, um, you know, it certainly looked like it right from the get-go. I'm, I'm wondering if there's some sort of political advantage, if he thinks it's, you know, better if we think that al-Qaeda is pretty much, you know, finished and, and to have al-Qaeda rear its, its ugly head even sort of as a relationship to this group, if that's politically unattractive. Attractive? Is that a possibility? Greta, I have no idea what this president does or doesn't do, why this president does or doesn't do what he does. And I think most people who understand foreign policy are also scratching their head. We have gone into a complicated part of the world and, and really made a, a, a specific effort to try and undermine our own credibility, our own perception of strength, our own perception of willing to be tough. We have failed, for example, to put real hard pressure on the Russians who keep sending arms to Assad, even though we said 14 months ago Assad has to go. I cannot understand the logic behind the illogical foreign policy of this administration.
Okay, you've worked in the White House, two administrations. I'm curious how these daily briefings, how they, how they routinely work. I mean, are they usually at the same time every day? T take me through what these are. I can tell you how they were under the George Herbert Walker Bush. I doubt they've strayed very much, at least in, in the way they would like them to happen, but, but obviously each president does it his own way. Every day at about the same time, I think it was around 8.15 in the morning, the, or between 8 and 8.15 in the morning, the briefer would come in. The president would be given half a dozen, maybe a dozen pages. He would spend five or ten minutes going through it, and then we would engage the briefer and whatever experts they brought to answer specific questions about the issues that were outlined, and the word is outlined, in that document there. And the president would go through and ask questions. And, and in the Bush White House, it was the president, uh, the chief of staff, myself, Brent Scowcroft, the national security advisor, and the vice president. And that's the process that we had. And that's the most important half hour of the day for the president to find out what's going on uh, around the world beyond the headlines that one might read in the newspaper. And, and it is, in fact, that intelligence briefing that I think is the most important single source of information for the president to get a sense for what his daily responsibilities are to preserve the national security of the country and stability around the world. All right, welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. So, the Washington, let's just recap. The Washington Post states proudly that Obama has attended to 43.8%. Wait, wait, let me make sure I've got it right here. We like facts on this show. 43.8% of his uh, intelligence briefings. And for them, that's a good thing. That's not so bad. But they go on to cite that uh, President Bush golfed uh, or vacationed a little bit longer than, than Obama. So they're comparing President Bush with President Obama still. Let's just put it in perspective. President Obama is a slacker. He's a slacker. Obviously. It's obvious. Now, his days of slacking didn't start at the White House. It started when he was a lecturer, a lecturer, then a senior lecturer, not a professor, because he was not a professor. He advanced as far as senior lecturer at the University of Chicago. His peers and those who were supervised over him stated emphatically to numerous sources that Obama was what? Lazy. And what? Disengaged. At the University of Chicago, folks, in the state senate, he attended less than half of the time he was supposed to be there. And when he was there, he voted present 63% of the time. The guy is lazy. What does he love to do? He loves to talk. He loves to have the good life. He likes to chill with movie stars, swimming pools. He likes to hang out. He likes to rap. He likes to play basketball and golf. He likes to dance. He likes to hang out with famous people. But he doesn't actually like doing his job as president. So one can reasonably conclude that Obama wants to be president for another four years so he can rap, hang out with pirates in the White House, or men dressed as pirates, which is kind of creepy, uh, hang out with movie stars and rappers, and go on Jimmy Fallon's show and rap some more. Because if he's not president, perhaps folks don't want, won't want to hang with him anymore. So he, he wants to extend this 
adulation for another four years so he can party and hang with rappers and the like. That's pretty much it. All right. So, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. All right. So, the reason Key said that Jesus Christ wouldn't vote for Barack Obama was because of Obama's fanatical support of abortion to the point of condoning infanticide. You can't handle the truth. Political correctness gone wild. These aren't really good reasons to suggest that he's scared, only that he's stupid. What is your major malfunction, nuts? You are cock-blocking. You are in the way. <laughs> I'm looking into trying to get a rooster that doesn't crow. Are you going to trust me or your lying eyes? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. Yeah, I believe in the principle that you pay as you go. <laughs> Obama was, in the words of... Louis Farrakhan, she elected before he was elected. There's a rhyme in there somewhere. Why so serious? I laugh out loud with glee. At every opportunity, I'm standing in the grocery line. Ha 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 Oh, I'm walking the dog. <laughs> I was napping. I went. <laughs> and it's all because of the news today. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? This is David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. You're listening to Dr. C. Robert Jones and the Situation Report every weekday at 8 p.m. Four, two, one. Hit it! What's crack-a-lackin', my people? What's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it, live and direct with Juicy Rocks and the Captain. What's crack a lacking? What's crack a lacking? Hey, what's crack a lacking? Cheesy. What's the crack a lacking, baby? What's cracking? Oh, it's cracking, man, as everybody else. But everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? Cheesy, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack a lacking, Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, Skeet? What's crack-a-lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. It's totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack-a-lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Disky Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www. 20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lacking and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Now, G-Ski Rocks, who has a great show on Blog Talk Radio, along with my guy GGT183 and at DCS. Let me let me let me just say something here. The the the, the bacon and gravy. I I've asked about the bacon and gravy deal more than once because I'm really not sure how they go together, but I suspect somehow they do. Bacon and gravy. Um maybe he should have said biscuits and gravy or grits and gravy or shrimp and grits or or something like that but it's bacon and gravy bacon and gravy no matter how he says it i'm hungry i want some bacon <laughs> and some gravy 
<laughs> oh, boy. All right, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Now, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. Barack Obama is lazy. And, you know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of feedback from uh, tonight's uh, show on Facebook. Uh, regarding the topic, and a lot of folks were typing in all kinds of crazy stuff, and I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool to get the response that I got uh, regarding uh, Obama's uh, Obama's uh, being lazy. It seems to be the consensus. Now tomorrow night, you know, we've got the debates coming up, and I'll be doing my show as usual, but I will also be monitoring the debates. Um. Now, Barack Obama and his team have wisely played down the debates to suggest that, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But here's the thing. This is a big night. Tomorrow is going to be a big night for Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney gets to pretty much lay it down about his vision of the country versus Barack Obama's vision of the country. Barack Obama wants those of us to, who have means to pay our fair share, even though a great many people aren't paying anything. Barack Obama wants to spread the wealth around. Barack Obama really hasn't done anything good for the country at all. And certainly not economy-wise. Now, here's the thing. Those of us who want to see the economy flourish... So that we can actually go out and work, make tons of money through a hard work and effort, and live the good life until we die. We're going to be for Mitt Romney. That's just the way it is. We're going to go for Mitt Romney. Now, those people who believe that, well, the American dream is not for them, that hard work and dedication to duty, that's just a lot of, a lot of hooey just a lot of talk those people who believe that they're owed something that America owes them something that America owes them a living those people are going to go for Barack Obama because Barack Obama speaks to those kinds of folks Mitt Romney so much has stated this and he was raked over the coals for it but he's absolutely right there are those of us who want things, but we want to work for them. We work hard, we play hard, and we expect nothing from the government for, for free, because there is no free lunch. But there are those people out there who believe that Obama's fighting the good fight, that he's for the people, that you can afford to pay a little bit more. Now, I had a friend who who uh, approached me I was I was speaking with a friend of mine over this over the course of the weekend and I said well you know one of my businesses is doing really well and this particular business that I happen to be co-owner of uh, supplies survival gear you know in case of a disaster generators um canned foods uh dried foods MREs that kind of thing lighting equipment uh air filters you know, uh, all kinds of heavy equipment and as well as, you know, your common flashlights and all that kind of stuff. Survival gear. And I pointed out to this friend that, that that business was doing very, very well. And her response to me was, well, in that case, you can afford to pay a little bit more. I said to her, dear... What is the point of making money? What is the point of enhancing my portfolio, my wealth, and taking great pride in the fact that my business is doing well, only to give those extra profits to the government so that the president can dole it out as he sees fit or spread the wealth around? Or redistribute my wealth. What is the motivation for me to 
make more money? Well, her response was simple. So that you'll be doing something good for someone else. So that you'll be helping out your fellow man. So that you'll be helping those who are less fortunate than you. I sighed once again. And thoughts of Atlas Shrug ran through my head. And I said, Now why would I want to do that? (laughs) Why would I want to do that? I'm in business to make money. And the money that I make is taxed. I pay I pay uh, taxes on a quarterly basis. In some cases, folks, I'll tell you right out front. I write out a check for anywhere from thirteen to twenty three thousand dollars per quarter. I just write out a check to the government, pay my taxes. So now, why would I want to pay more than that? I already think I'm overpaying. I don't get many deductions. Why would I want to pay more? Lessen my profits so that I can't really enhance my lifestyle because I'm too busy paying for those who aren't doing anything. Now, I have no problems um, paying into uh, Medicare and Medicaid and throwing in a little bit here and there for those who are less fortunate than I am. And I also, well, there's also these things called charities. Charitable contributions. I give to the local churches, Boy Scouts, all that stuff. But the difference is, I'm not being forced to do so by these organizations. Nobody's saying that they're going to take something from me in order to give some, give to someone else. Because that's where the problem really comes in. When someone says they want to take from me in the form of taxes in order to give to someone else, that I should be obligated to pay a little bit more. What is my incentive to make more? You take away the incentive for businessmen like me and so many others to actually expand their businesses. Because quite frankly, folks, and I'll be quite quite honest with you right here and now, I did not start my business to help anybody but me. Me. I didn't do it for my family. I didn't do it for my cousins, wives, girlfriends, children. I don't want to help any of you all. I did it for me. So I can make money. So I can afford This brand new, wait a minute, this brand new 2012 Mercedes-Benz GL Class GL 554 Matic that I just bought. Got the paperwork right here in my hand. Fuel economy, 13 miles to the gallon. Fuel economy on the highway, 18 miles to the gallon, baby. Tank size, 26.40 gallons. I bought that. Now, that baby's big enough to hold my stuff. Because when I roll out, I roll out with a full pack of gear. I'm talking Batmobile style. I've got camping gear. I've got generators. I've got at least two laptops. I roll out with a backpack with an Xbox 360 and a PS3, fully stocked, just the backpack alone, which hasn't been opened, by the way, in weeks, so I think I might need to go through that and update the software. But nevertheless, I roll out, and I roll out large, and I roll out fat. So I need a bigger vehicle. The Maxima isn't doing it. So I went to the local dealership. And yes, I bought the demo, because even I'm not balling that much out of control. So I bought the demo model, and I'm rolling. But you see, if I gave too much more of my jack to the government, I would probably still be stuck with the car that's in the garage right now, 
next to the Benz sports utility vehicle, I'd still have just that one vehicle in the garage. You see, I work hard and I work for me. I do it for me. Now, GGT183 in the chat room says I should have got a BMW. Well, I looked at the BMW and the BMW doesn't have all the the goodies that I wanted in this particular vehicle. You just press a button and those rear seats fold down all by themselves. The BMW doesn't do that. And I've got a couple of plugs back there that are standard like house plugs where you can just plug stuff in and it'll just fire up. So I can have like a TV back there. Oh, and by the way, the rear seats have TVs built into them. You know, uh, uh, drug dealer style. (sighs) All right. Oh, DSC914 has a show coming on shortly. Um, I think it's at... uh, at uh, 10 p.m. tonight. So please check out his show. Uh, the Conservative Watchtower. Great show. Please be there. It's 9 p.m. It's 9 p.m. It's right after my show. Be there or be square. I'm going to be there. You be there. Let's check it out. Because he has a great show. I checked out his show and I thought, wow, this guy's hot. He's even better than me. He's better than me. He's better than GGT. He's better than 2020. Well, he's better than 2020 and GGT anyway. But hey, his show is fantastic. I tuned in for the first time just a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was really great. So please do tune in, 9 p.m., right after my show. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. And hey, we've been talking about me and my super, super uh, 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 Mercedes-Benz 550. uh, Wait a minute. Seriously, I I got the thing here right here. Uh, yeah, 13 miles to the gallon. It's, uh, Iridium Silver Metallic. Got 4,000 miles on it. Seven-speed automatic. Oh, and the shifter thing, it's up there by the, by the, by the steering wheel. Like a third, like, uh, like a third, uh, uh, windshield wiper thingy. 4.7 L V8. Wow. I'm rolling, guys. It kind of floats a little bit like a boat up every now and then, but it's a nice ride, and I dig it. But I should have got the, according to GGT, I should have got the BMW. Hey, but you know what? It sounds like I'm bragging, doesn't it? But it's only bragging if you don't have one and you want mine because they're quite easy to get quite frankly I went into the dealership and dude just gave me the keys and told me to keep it for the day he took my license uh, he, 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 he uh, I, I had to call Geico while sitting in his office and get the insurance uh, on the car so they ran my credit they said, I'm approved. All that's left is a down payment. I told him, hey, I didn't have a check on me. He said, how much can you put down? I told him how much I could put down. He said, well, you know, go ahead. You're approved. Take the ride. You know, come back tomorrow. Bring me the check. I said, okay. Next day, I came back with a check. And the check happened to be uh, written out from my business account. So it didn't have my name on it. Apparently, when you make these down payments, the finance company wants the money to come directly from you and not from anybody else. So it's got to have like your name on the, on the check or you got to have a cashier's check or something like that. So, boom, I got to keep the car another two days and I didn't, I didn't put any money down. Yes, my gas mileage sucks. It sucks all to be damned. And that's just the way I like it. Because I'm sticking it to the man. Which happens to be Barack Hussein Obama right now. So we're sticking it to the man right now. Now, hey folks, enough about me 
am I balling out of control? Super pimp mobile. Uh, 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 giant bus. Because that's what it really looks like. It looks like a bus. It looks like a pimped out bus. Uh, 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 um, a short bus. Enough about that. Tomorrow's night's a very important night. And it's the the night of the debates. And I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. I just hope that it doesn't interfere too much with my show. Because you guys have made my show one of the most popular blog talk shows on air. You have vastly... I mean, I'm almost at 200,000 listens. I'm just a couple of hundred listens short of 200,000. And it's all thanks to you. Because I remember when I got, when I was excited about having 500 listens. And I was doubly excited about having 1,000 listens, reaching the 1,000 listen mark. I remember when I started my blog talk radio show and I had one listener in the chat room. Just one. One was Tesla and the other was a guy named Beach Bum who has since passed away. Just two listeners after about three months. And gradually things improved and, and I'm very pleased with it. And thank you so much for listening to my show and taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen. And that includes you, GGT183, Alexander Solo, Evil Clown, all my guests, John Galt, everyone. Thank you so much. Anyway, we're going to take off tonight. But hey, come back tonight, tomorrow night for the debates. We're going to have it on. And we're going to go, we're going to broadcast during the debates if they're on, uh, you know, while the show's on. And then we'll see how things work out. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We're out of here. Oh, boy. Good night, folks. God bless you. My gas mileage sucks, by the way. And it's true. true. And I like it like that. Yeah, the gas mileage is horrible. I, I, I noted that. Good night. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.